0: No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics, who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see If we will rise to the occasion, and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into His Line. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. You can join us here every single day of the week except on Thursdays. That is podcast-free Thursdays. And every other Friday, we have our good friend, Donna Brandenburg, who is fighting for you and America. Let's get started. (laughs) Oh man, it's going to suck to be you deep 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 staters when this is all said and done. You guys really have no idea what's coming for for you. you. (laughs) Watch out, the American people are coming coming for you. afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning if you're on the West Coast. Rita, welcome. Glad to have you all here. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. Because why? Well, they are in the captain's chair, naturally. They are the host, of course, uh, because they're the ones that pushed me to do this show. So it was their idea, not mine. Therefore, they're behind the wheel, which means they are steering this giant ship. Through these crazy waters that we call life so welcome glad to have you all here so glad to have you all here it's a great day um got out of work early pride primarily because i ran out of hours so you know i'm only given 70 hours a week so i ran toward the tail end of my 70 hours so it was only a nine hour day today very very short day to some of you you might look at that and be like holy crap that's like that's a long day nine hours man eight eight i'm ready to go <laughs> so Welcome to His Hard Line. This is episode three hundred and ninety-five, where we are going to be doing a reading out of Isaiah chapter uh, Isaiah chapter twenty-eight, and we'll do a general discussion. This would this is what would be considered the one percent with him show. But I'm trying to make these subtle changes because I'm trying to simplify things because I feel like my life is getting more and more chaotic, and I just cannot seem to catch a break. And uh, I swear, I think it's all by design. You know, I I swear Satan's trying to burden everybody, I think, with uh, things unnecessarily to try to prevent us from being able to get things that matter and that have a lot of meaning uh, getting accomplished. And so I'm trying to do my best to eliminate fluff. Out of my life, I'm trying to do my best to simplify things and still create a good work, family, podcast, assembly, and home ownership life balance, if that makes sense. Like, I have no hobbies, like, this podcast is my hobby. The assembly, is my hobby, but it's also a passion of mine too, because why it helps restore this, you know, it's, it helps restore the Republic. It helps restore God at the center of everything. And most importantly, it's, you know, it helps people in general. So I I really find a lot of joy in everything that I do, even though it's some work at times, you know, more than I, you know, want or expect, it's still a lot of fun, you know? And so I'm trying to simplify the show and um, trying to kind of I don't want to say blend everything together, but for a lack of better term, kind of blend everything together. Cause here's the thing. The 1% with him shows were only supposed to be about 15 minutes long anyway, but lately I've been, you know, naturally, if you can believe it, I don't do any notes for a lot of these shows, just maybe some bullet points, the cliff notes, but you know, lately these 1% with him shows have been kind of going about an hour. So, and sometimes I just don't know when to shut up. So, I figured, well, if I'm going to go that long anyways on a daily basis on the show, I might as well kind of blend the shows together where we do a reading then commentary and then discuss some, you know, relevant topics, whether that be assembly items or headlines that are kind of significant to some degree or another or just whatever. Right. Maybe talk about some true history. I don't know. You know, we'll figure it out. And so anyways, but uh, speaking of headlines, I did want to kind of point to something here, which I thought was interesting. So. Uh, Where did I see it? Yeah, now this is really sad. So Gateway Pundit, there's this little article. I'm not going to read the story, but apparently a six-year-old Canadian uh, kid dies suddenly after suffering a, get this, a massive stroke. Uh, And the doctor um, diagnosed her with myocarditis due to the flu. So may that little sweet soul rest in peace. You know, I I have a six-year-old and that just breaks my heart. I cannot even imagine the parents are feeling right now and i I believe we're going to see more of this and it's not that i want to see more of it i say that because i think it's just something that we are going to yeah i'll post a link let me do this right now um i just think as as more parents willingly and blind blindly trust the um here let me post this right now hold on post so i have to do is just copy and paste that link um as parents you know, blindly vax their kids. And I don't even want to use the word vax as they inject their kids by big pharma, which absolutely does not have our best interest at heart. I think we're going to see more and more of this, not just little kids, but, you know, I think I was just reading earlier, or no, I wasn't reading this, excuse me. I was listening to this. I was listening to the Bard Show. And Scott was saying, I think it was called, it was Edward Dowd, whoever used to work for uh, BlackRock, that he was uh, calculating that, um, he was calculating that, um, millennials, roughly, you know, the ages that are between the ages of 28 and 38, I believe is kind of what the millennial range is 30 to 30. I can't remember. It's something like that, but you know, that they um, the death rate among millennials has increased by, if I recall correctly, and the r- most recent show is like 40, or 31. I can't remember which number, but that, you know, it's increased by a lot more than it typically has. Well, and you can bet your bottom dollar that, you know, the millennials, unfortunately I'm part of that group and I don't really claim that proudly to be quite frank with you, but, you know, I believe the millennials are the really the most submissive ones because they're the ones that have kind of, um, well, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones that Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I just got distracted by a text that my wife sent me. I don't know if this is like a filter or what it is, something on Facebook. It says, Katie, in 2023, will bring you three babies. And then so she sends me this picture of her, her Facebook page with triplets on the other side of her. Oh my, God. Oh my gosh, she needs to stop that. she knows I would have a heart attack if we had twins triplets. I would freak out. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. (laughs) Speaking of kids, I mean, I guess we have to turn it back to light at some point. Right. But, but anyway, back to what I was saying though, I think we're going to see a lot more of this is, I guess my whole point. I don't want to go too dark because it is sad. It makes me very, very sad to see how many, um, I, I don't want to say reckless parents, but to a degree, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Reckless parents uh, unknowingly who trust their kids to have roll up their sleeves to big pharma. I think we're going to see some really bad catastrophic casualties of this, this terrible war that I think, you know, that's being waged on us. But but anyway, so may that little poor soul rest in rest in peace. Um, yeah. Richmond, British Columbia. Wow. That really stinks. Her name was Danielle May, I believe, May, M-E-I, May or May, May. Danielle May Cabana. What a pretty name. Mm. Yeah, she she had flu symptoms and then passed away unexpectedly. Wow. You know, what's interesting, though, too, guys, yesterday, I don't know, there's something in the air. Because yesterday, we went to the gym. We go to the pool every Wednesday and Saturdays. Well, at least I go every Wednesday and then my wife takes her earlier in the day while I'm at work on Saturdays. Cause those are really the only two days that have family swim at our gym. And we went to the gym and then our daughter's in like a Christmas pageant, you know, it's, she's an angel or whatever. It's, you know, the, the typical Christmas story. Right. And she was fine all day. And the minute we get home, like instant, like, like in a snap of a finger just started feeling terrible. Headache started happening, coming about her, like migraine status, just instant. Right. And so anyway, She just was so pain, you know, she had so much pain in her head that she, um, she couldn't even eat. She fell asleep instantly. I mean, it was just really abnormal for her. And she has, believe it or not, for a six-year-old little girl, she has a pretty high pain tolerance. Why do I say all that? I don't know. I've been talking to a few people and I don't, I'm not going to mention names just to not make it sound like they're crazy, even though they probably wouldn't care if I did, but just, I'm going to assume, but I don't mind looking crazy because whatever. But I was saying to the, a couple of these individuals, I said, you know, I said, something does not feel right in the air lately. I said, it almost seems as if somebody turned something on. I said, because my daughter instantly got a headache out of nowhere, just instantly. I woke up with one this morning. Now, not quite migraine status. Like I felt that one day or when we turned off all our phones and then the headache went away. But <clears throat> just start feeling like garbage, you know. And so I was like, I swear they turned up the frequencies or did something or they turned something on because all of a sudden there's a ton of people that just called out sick. Our neighbors got the flu apparently or something. You know, she's instantly sick. Um, So many people just all of a sudden just come down with something. And it makes me wonder if the people that got the the COVID shots – you know, of course, as we have been kind of reading and researching and learning that there's possibilities that they have, you know, self-assembling nanotech inside of them and that they have a, an ability to kind of weaken your immune system if they turn on certain frequencies that are connected to the 5G. Again, I know it's a lot of woo-woo stuff and some people buy into it. Some people don't. I don't know. We have no validation. But here's the thing. We cannot under, we cannot, um, what do I want to say? We cannot discount the possibilities of these, of these things, Right. Yes, there's no real validation, no real proof, but at the end of the day, we all can agree. If you do your research, we can all agree that they use frequencies against us as a, you know, as a weapon against, you know, as, as a weapon against our biometrics, against our body. Frequencies are very important. They can be used for healing. And if the wrong frequencies are used, they can be used for destruction. So, um somebody was asking where has this happened um if you're referring to the story i'm just telling it's you know here in michigan you know so it's been really weird so i don't know if it's maybe you know i don't know low-grade energy weapons that are used with our cell phones and cell phone towers possibly i have no idea but there's been a lot of people in my i don't want to say circles because i don't really don't have circles but people that i know neighbors coworkers, instantly just getting sick boom like almost instantly at the same time it's really odd so, but anyways, but, um, yeah, so there's that, what else did I see here? There's something else. Wait for it. Oh yeah. This was interesting. Now I did not, ah, I forgot to add this audio to my playlist. So also, um, on the gateway pundit, there's a gateway, you know, there's an article headline. That says Celine Dion cancels all 2023 shows. Reveals that she has rare, incurable neurological disease. Now, I just saw on Telegram, and I played the video. I, I posted the video on my Telegram page, the His Hard Line. So, if you're if you're um, if you follow that uh, that little channel, I, I hate using the word channel, but if you follow His Hard Line on Telegram you will see that I posted that, that video. It's about, you don't know, two minutes long. Watch that video. It's regard. It's basically a commercial that she did for her clothing line, very dark and it's very, uh, it's very disturbing. And yeah, Rita, I agree. Celine is straight up evil. Yes. Yes, she is. And if you watch this commercial, she almost has this black magic type of thing that she does in there. And it's regarding our children. It's just, it's sick. So I just find it very interesting how she cancels all 2023 shows and reveals that she has a rare incurable neurological disease. Can you say that she's probably either whacked or going to get whacked? Kind of like, oh, I don't know. What was her name? Uh, Kirstie Alley, who died at 71. Hmm. You notice all these actors and actresses and people in Hollywood and sports stars. Have you noticed that they're all kind of going belly up, if you will? seems like seems like there's some justice happening maybe possibly <clears throat> so i find that very odd that she cancels all her shows in 2023 so yeah i guess we'll watch that one for a bit um but i'm like kind of looking through some of these headlines here nothing real crazy just pretty much a lot of fluff uh let's see trump on who is to blame for midterm results i can name them all i'm sure he can because um, they do have it all. Let's see here. If this is not just fluff, it's, you know, I'm just kind of scrolling here. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of fluff and distractions. FTX founder Sam Bankman freed hires Jaslane Maxwell's lawyer. Surprise, surprise. That should not really surprise anybody. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of, you know, a lot of nonsense, I guess. So, anyway, <clears throat> so, um, but before we get into the reading, I have to share this, and I'm glad she's on, my beautiful wife. Uh, So the other day we try to have fun in the Jones household um, a lot. And I promised her I would not post the video because you know how you women are and your photos and videos. It seems like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of videos and photos that are taken of you are completely and utterly unacceptable to post on social media unless you do it yourself and you get the right angle and you get the right lighting and you have the right outfit and you got the right shadowing. and You got this and you got that and you brush your teeth. Like you women are weird with photos and videos. So I promised her I would not post it. Even though she has a very cute smile <laughs> in this video, I'm going to play the audio. So the other day, <laughs> the other day she was just having a bad day. So I was like, well, after you get done tanning, why don't you go to the store and just pick yourself up, one of those pick me up treats, right? Cause we try not to have sweets in the house. And so I'm like, just go to the store, go get something good to eat, right? Just something to just, a sinful habit right a sinful food you know cookie brownies cupcake i don't know muffin she comes home with cinnamon bread I'm like cinnamon bread I'm like, what the heck is this cinnamon bread she goes well i do cinnamon bread because i asked him like does this even have the raisins in it no i don't like the raisins i'm like oh I said, I didn't need, first of all, I didn't even know they made cinnamon bread without the raisins. I'm like, that's a game changer because I'm not a big fan of raisins, but I'll tolerate it for cinnamon bread. But when I saw this, I was like, that's awesome. But I looked at her, I'm like, out of all the sweet treats you could pick in that store, in that giant grocery store, you pick cinnamon bread. She goes, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what she does. She toasts it and then she puts Kerrygold butter on it. So we were, talking uh we were getting haven i think ready for better no haven was talking to uh, her grandma on on <laughs> on uh the facetime and we were trying to get her to clean her room after she had destroyed it a little bit so, well my wife set her plate of toasted cinnamon bread on the uh rail it's kind of like not a traditional railing like an actual banister rail where you can actually set a plate on by the stairs <laughs> and i had my bowl of ice cream Chocolate, by the way, I'm very simple, but chocolate ice cream, and uh, I decided, you know what? I'm going to take. A, I, I threatened her. I said, "I'm going to bite. I'm going to take a bite out of your cinnamon bread." And she goes, "No, you won't. Or don't you take a bite? Something like that, right?" And she was gone. She like she wasn't near her plate because she was tending to Haven. And I took a giant, massive bite. So here's the audio. Here, here's the mayhem that ensued. Post. What, what happened? That's <laughs> not a little bite either, you All big right, mouth. <gasps> you <guys>. no. Stop <laughs> eating my toast. <toes. laughs> Bye, I love Bye. you. <laughs> My toast. <laughs> My bad. Can you hear me now? My bad. Yeah. Katie was just texting me. She's like, I can't hear anything. And I forgot I had muted myself. (laughs) Sorry guys. Oh my gosh. No, you guys didn't lose sound. I was just a nitwit and forgot to unmute myself. (laughs) So I'm like sitting here talking to myself for nothing, I guess. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's embarrassing. So anyways, while you guys had a nice 20 seconds of silence, um, what I was saying, <laughs> I promise I haven't even been drinking. I promise. I literally just got off work. I had a turkey bacon um, sandwich from Grand Traverse Pie Company, and it was amazing. It was on sourdough. But I promise there was no alcoholic beverage with that. It was just water. I swear. Swear. And so anyway, <laughs> so oh, sorry, Rita. She's like, I signed off and came back on thinking it was me, <laughs> April Fool's anyway but what i was saying during that 20 minutes or 20 seconds of silence there what i was saying is this is our house we try to have so much fun we try to have fun we try to laugh more and joke around now sometimes dads take it a little too far and dads just well you know dads dads are just terrible at jokes sometimes and they you know take their humor a little too far sometimes it's very bad potty humor And of course, we're trying to raise a little lady. So my wife is always telling me, can we not make poop jokes because we have a little girl? We're trying to raise into a lady. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I just can't help it. I'm such a big child, guys. Look, you guys might find this hard to believe, but probably not because I'm probably like a lot of your husbands. It doesn't matter how much scripture we read here or how many serious topics and conversations we have here. I am the biggest child you'll ever meet. Seriously, when little kids come around me, they know, they know instantly. They they, they can sense it with me. They're like, they're like, oh, oh, we scored the mother load, guys. This guy, this big kid, he's one of us. We have the Jolly Green Giant as an alliance. Like they know, like I'm a big kid, (laughs) but we try to have fun. We try to have fun. Okay, so. Um, I, okay. I'm glad you guys can hear me. Cause that would suck if I went through the whole show not even realizing, thanks for texting me, babe. <laughs> She's like, we can't hear you. <laughs> all right. So what are we going to read here? So this is going to be Isaiah chapter 28. Now this is a bit of a longer one compared to the last couple. So instead of like 11 or 13 verses, this one's 29, but it, it'll be all right. It's a good, it's a good read. Um, so again, I'm reading today still, just like yesterday and the night before the new American standard Bible. And it reads. <clears throat> Woe to the proud crown of the habitually drunk of Ephraim and to the fading flower of its glorious beauty, which is at the head of the fertile valley of those who overcome with wine. Hmm. Speaking of alcohol, behold, the Lord has a strong and mighty agent as a storm of hail, a tempest of destruction, like a storm of mighty overflowing waters. He has thrown it down to the earth with his hand. The splendid crown of the habitually drunk of Ephraim is trampled underfoot and the fading flower of its glorious beauty, which is at the hand of the fertile valley, will be like the first ripe fig prior to the summer, which one sees. And as soon as it is, excuse me, yeah, as soon as it is in his hand, he swallows it. On that day, the Lord of armies will become a beautiful crown and a glorious wreath to the remnant of his people. A spirit of justice for him who sits in judgment, a strength of those who repel the onslaught at the gate, and though and these also reel with wine and stagger from intoxicating drink. The priest and the prophet reel with intoxicating drink. They are confused by wine. They stagger from intoxicating drink. They reel while having visions. They stagger when rendering a verdict. For all the tables are full of filthy vomit, without a single clean place. To whom would he teach knowledge? And to whom would he interpret the message? Those just weaned from milk, those just taken from the breast. For he says, Order on order, order on order, line on line, line on line, a little here, a little there. Indeed, he will speak to his people through stammering lips and a foreign tongue. He who said to them, This is the place of quiet, give rest to the weary, and this is the resting place, but they would not listen. So the word of the Lord to them will be, Order on order, order on order, line on line, line on line, a little here, a little there, that they may go and stumble backwards, be broken, snared, and taken captive. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, who rule this people? Who are in jerusalem because you have said we have made a covenant with death and with sheol and he excuse me and we have made a pact the gushing flood will not reach us when it passes by because we have made falsehood our refuge and we have concealed ourselves with deception Therefore, this is what the Lord God says, behold, I am laying a stone in Zion, a tested tested stone, a precious cornerstone for the foundation, firmly placed. The one who believes in it will not be disturbed. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the level. Then hail will sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters will overflow the secret place. Your covenant with death will be canceled, and your pact with Sheol will not stand. When the gushing flood passes through, then you will become its trampled ground. As often as it passes through, it will seize you, for morning after morning it will pass through, any time during the day or night, and it will be sheer terror to understand what it means. The bed is too short on which to stretch out, and the blanket is too small to wrap oneself in. For the Lord will rise up at Mount Perizim; He will be stirred up as in the valley of Gibeon, to do his task, his unusual task, and to work his work, his extraordinary work, and now do not carry on as scoffers, or your shackles will be made stronger, for I have heard from the Lord God of armies of decisive destruction on all the earth. Listen and hear my voice, pay attention and hear my words. Does the farmer plow continually to plant seed? Does he continually turn and break up his ground? Does he not level its surface and sow and sow dill and scatter cumin and plant wheat in rows, barley in its place, and rye within its area? For his God instructs and teaches him properly. For dill is not thresh, uh Excuse me, I couldn't read that word properly. For dill is not threshed with a threshing sledge, nor is the cartwheel driven over cumin. But dill is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a club. Grain for bread is crushed. Indeed, he does not continue to thresh it forever. Because the wheel of his car and his horse eventually damage it, he does not thresh it longer. This also comes from the Lord of armies, who has made his counsel wonderful and his wisdom great. And that is the whole reading of Isaiah chapter 28, verses one through 29 so that was a bit of a breath there whoo okay now we got that long reading through so what really are we reading here so as we look at god's beginnings or good you know good beginnings which i guess you can call god's of course but the story if the children of israel <clears throat> um, the ch- the story uh, excuse me the story of the children of Israel is of course a tragic tale now God Himself pulls out uh, pulls them out of bondage but they want to return for some reason can't imagine why and He fulfills His promise to them by giving a particular land by defeating their arm- enemies and a fantastic display of supernatural power but after one generation they completely forgot about him and so he raises up judges to teach them right from wrong but as soon as the judge dies well guess what they go back into sin and he gives them a righteous king but pride and idolatry eventually enters the next king's heart now as god himself said they are a fading flower sprung up so beautifully but dying so quickly You know, I never really thought of it like that. That's actually pretty interesting. They are a fading flower sprung up so beautifully, but dying so quickly. That's so true. It is a shame what happened to Israel, but the same can happen to us. If we're not careful, it is vital that we make sure our faith, our fire to serve God is not also short-lived. Now, as we kind of get into, you know, the topic of alcohol. Now, there's a strong division, it seems like, among Christians concerning the consumption of alcohol. Now, this chapter, as well as other verses, clearly say that God's view on drunkenness as a sin. Now, when, um, let me see here. Now, strong, so strong drink is clear on its meaning. And this is one of the biggest reasons why I stay away from hard liquor. To be quite honest with you, I, I, I will drink some. I like the uh, raspberry type ales and those are my favorites if I'm going to drink a beer, but I've been trying to stay away from the beer because I don't want to make my gut big, but I also like some of the ciders. I like, I like fruit ciders, but God strictly warns the priest in the old Testament to avoid it. Now as for wine, Paul in Timothy three lists avoiding drinking too much of it as a requirement for holding a church office. Now, does that mean one is never to drink? I don't know. But wine can refer to two words. Now, freshly pressed grapes, like grape juice or fermented grapes, is also known as alcoholic wine. Now, curiously, the requirements for drink offering that was to be poured out to the Lord uses the word which refers to the alcoholic beverage. Now, why would God accept alcohol as an offering but forbid man to drink it? Well, there's one. God requires the blood to be poured out as an offering, but forbids man to eat the blood. And you can see that referenced in Leviticus chapter 4, verse 7, and then uh, chapter 17, verse 14. Because, well, blood has life in it. We're not supposed to eat blood of anything. Animals, nothing. There's life in it. But two... So, so basically, the blood would be like a, a symbolism with the wine, right? But two, God requires the fat and liver to be burnt as an offering, but gives the priest a different portion to eat. Again, you can find that referenced in Leviticus chapter four and verse nineteen, and Deuteronomy uh, chapter eighteen verse three. And so, these are great examples to justify the position that one should abstain from all alcohol. But nonetheless. we can't seem to find in scripture one verse that distinctly says that no matter what one should not drink now to the contrary paul's request to timothy to drink a little wine for his stomach's sake is the same word paul uses two chapters earlier as a requirement that the church leaders not drink much wine now although it's mentioned for medicinal purposes alcohol is clearly not an absolutely forbidden substance but what is forbidden however is drunkenness yes indeed now, as we kind of break this down, verse by verse. Now, as we look at verse one, now Ephraim, although part of the 12 tribes is called the crown of pride and they begin beautifully, but they have been reduced to drunken, drunkards. Now, God himself will come like a storm to break the pride of Ephraim, as we saw referenced in verses two and three. Now it's noteworthy that God uses an image of a liquid to judge those overcome with a liquid, And because of their choices, Ephraim will be cut short. Now the implication is that they would have been so beautiful for such a long time, but now they will have the opportunity to thrive or they, they will not have the opportunity to thrive now, while Ephraim in verses five and six is a crown of pride. The Lord is a crown of glory and he will be the beauty and righteousness that Ephraim failed to be now. In verses seven and eight, now here's here is a repeated repeat for the fourth time. Ephraim's sin of drunkenness, drunkenness, and this emphasizes or this this emphasis should not be taken lightly, and God having to start over with the newer and younger generation because the current generation was so lost in sin, but being in a right relationship with God takes multiple steps and must be built from the ground up. This is why Scott on his show always says, and I agree with him. And I feel like this message cannot be pounded enough. And by the way, for the record, not Scott McKay on the Patriots street fighter. I'm talking about the one from Bards FM, the one that I still believe has a, probably one of the best, most truest shows out there compared to everybody else, him and X-22. But you you're not just gonna go to church and get drive by, you know. You're not gonna go through the drive through and get Christ on a day and then go back to your sinning the other six days of the week. That's not how that works. Like he says, it's a constant process. It's a constant building. You're not seeing. This is the problem with most Christians, in my view. Now, I'm not saying I'm the st- most, you know, I. Look, God knows I am not the poster child of, a, of, of the best Christian. But what I do know and what he knows of me is that I do my absolute best to not just to be the best version of myself, but I try my absolute best to mimic Christ. Now, there are days I definitely fall short, especially when I have my potty humor. But at the end of the day, I do my absolute best to continuously improve. And so, you know, having a relationship with God, yeah, it does take time. It does take multiple steps and it is built from the ground up. It's not a, hey, God, I invite your son, Jesus Christ, in my heart. And I ask for your repentance and and ask that you forgive. I ask for repentance. You know, I repent of my sins and ask for your forgiveness. These are all the sins that I did. And you list them out, out loud, right? All right, God, thanks. I, I feel a whole lot better. And then you think you're done? No. This is a daily thing. You always have to seek the face of God. You always have to invite Christ in your heart. That's not just a one thing, one time deal that no, it takes multiple steps and it's built from the ground up and it better be built from a solid foundation, not on sand. Now, verse 11 and 12. Now, because they refused to listen, when God spoke plainly, he will now speak to them in a way that they can't understand. And so the law was very straightforward at that time and very strict so that Israel, if they looked back, if it looked back in the word, they would actually see their error. But in verse 13 and 14, God's message is straightforward. Now, Israel and Judah are trusting in their ways of sin to the point that they were taking rest in them believing that they would carry them through. And even through death. Now the prideful Jews have trusted in their wickedness to the point that they believe that their ways will deliver them from death. And they trusted that they have woven enough lies that nothing can reach them. Nothing could be further from the truth as we all know. And so in response to those lies of man, God will establish a foundation, which has been tested, tried proved to be secure, and the cornerstone is a reference to Christ. Now, once established, as we look at verse 17, now once established, this cornerstone of Christ, or Christ, I should say, will destroy all lies with this truth. Verse 18, now the very thing the prideful trust their lies will protect them from is what will destroy them. And God is so bold as to say that any intentional contract with the power of death and hell, also known as Satan, will be dissolved by God. No lie, no false religion will protect one from the judgment of Christ. Only belief in him, only acceptance of his ways will allow one to pass from judgment into adoption, into the family of God. I kind of want to pause there for a quick second because I was writing something similar to this in my journal. Man, I tell you, it's amazing how, anyway, I was writing something similar to this in my journal. Something came up in my head because I always, I always say, you have to center God at the heart. And I use that word intentionally at the heart of everything we do at the heart of our marriage, at the heart of our parenting, at the heart of our work, at the heart of being whatever right? You have to center God at the heart of everything you do, at the heart of the assembly. What's the heart represent? Well, it represents life because it pumps blood in the in the biological sense, right? It pumps blood through our, our bodies. Blood is life. That's why we're not ever supposed to eat blood. That's why I really cannot stand eating steaks that are rare. And some guys might hear that and be like, oh, that guy's a sissy. He don't like his steak mooing? No, I do not. I like it medium, just enough to have pink. Sometimes a little blood comes from it. Not a big fan, but you know, I also don't like it freaking like jerky either coming off the grill. I like it tender. But again, what's my point? Blood, life is in the blood. The heart pumps the blood, right? And blood is life. Well, if you center God at the heart of everything, he breathes life into all you do he brings light into all you do, right? If you make a contract with darkness and death and hell and satan, I mean, you're just making a you're just you're making a a contract you're with with a lie, false religions. And God can easily destroy that in an instant. Why do you think these covid shots Are giving so many people strokes and myocarditis and periocarditis and just random heart attacks they're trying to get at the heart because they're trying to kill people and all these blood clots they're destroying the blood they're destroying the heart therefore they're destroying life you take these shots guess you know anyway I'm, i'm not gonna veer down that path too far but big pharma really they're not good all right guys they're not good they're not good. Now, continuing on, as we look at verses 19 and 20, one cannot escape the scourge of judgment. One's life is too short to even extend to one's full potentials and too narrow to provide warmth in the night. Now, in verse 21, Baal, or Baal, however you pronounce it, perasim is one place where David defeated the Philistines so sorely that they left their idols and fled. And the Valley of Gideon is the place where the victory over the five Canaanite kings where God stayed and the sun and the moon in their places until the battle was won. And when God sends a warning, do not mock him, but take heed. Now, as we look at the last few verses, 25 through 29, the plowman, the harvester, And the baker are all examples of the order which God has ordained. And so the implication is a rhetorical question. If God gives order to the mundane things of life, does he not also have steps and actions for man? Every type of person, the righteous, the faithful, the sinner, Will each be treated according to his kind? See, we got to remember God has a plan for every little thing. Every little thing. It doesn't matter how mundane or how small the Uh, What do I want to say? It doesn't matter how small the purpose is. God has a task for everything, right? He has a process for everything that must never be overlooked. And we can never, ever, ever question God. On his reasonings, because, again, and I can't point to specific scripture right off the top of my head because I don't know it well enough to just, you know, uh, blurt out random verses and be 100 percent accurate. But I'm pretty certain there's somewhere in a few places in the Bible that says we should not rely on our own understanding. But lean into God and his, un- you know, and, and his understanding and how he does things, because God already knows everything. He already has everything laid out. So why are we trying our damnedest to try to make sense of it with our own little peasy minds that we use, you know, that gray matter in our skull called a brain? I mean, yeah, we're not, we're always supposed to use our brain and try to use critical thinking. But if we think we're going to understand the ways of God and his plan, forget it. You're never going to. I know I'm never going to anyways. And so anyway, yeah, it's very interesting stuff. Very, very interesting stuff. And I tell you, the more I read into Isaiah, the more I start, re- you know, seeing how much it mirrors today. I mean, Scott on his show yesterday, I want to say, I can't remember if it was Fishers of Men or if his conversation. It was either yesterday or the day before that. He was reading some scriptures out of, um, I want to say Leviticus. He was reading some stuff with regards to like, you know, the the, the atrocities that are being committed against children but he was reading some stuff you know from Leviticus and Deuteronomy and I forgot where else but old testament books. I mean people think that these atrocities that are taking place against children today, they think that's a new thing. Guess again. This thing this this type of evil has lasted has been around for, ye- for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. And so I think the next show is going to be, it's, well, first off, it's going to be on Sunday. I'm not doing a podcast tomorrow because I have a state assembly meeting on Saturday. Therefore, I'm not going to have one on Saturday. So i will we'll be returning on Sunday evening at about 7 15 to 7 30, depending on if Podbean Bean wants to give me a hard time, but I'll be back here on Sunday. We're going to be, I got some sound clips that I already have saved that I want to play. We're going to be talking more about this whole war on children and the, the unlawful, trafficking of these children by our quote-unquote trusted agencies that are within our borders here, like I don't know, HHS, CPS or CIA I mean, I don't know one single individual that really trusts the CIA, but they're in part of it Why do you think they wanted General Michael Flynn locked up so badly? He knows where all the bodies are buried both literally and figuratively He knows it all And remember, who Sponsored Donna Brandenburg for governor, General Michael Flynn. You got to remember, there is a much greater task going on in the background. And I think Scott was saying this too. I thought this was excellent. He was saying wherever, I forgot where he was at. I don't know if it was a church event or what. But he said on his show that a lady came up and shared a dream with him. And some of you are frequent listeners to to Bards FM, so I know you know what I'm talking about. But somebody approached him and said, until the nation puts all their attention, and I'm paraphrasing here, but until this nation puts all eyes and attention towards the children, is going to be the very moment when God rains down heaven on earth. God's children is so precious, folks. And we as a people in this nation are not doing a good enough job protecting them. My wife never wanted to homeschool. And quite frankly, I never thought about it either. I mean, I was the first one that was pushing for it because I I, I knew a lot earlier on that the public schools were crap. But if I can be completely honest, we also were going to put her in Catholic school, too, and that was going to cost roughly about three grand a year when you, you know, factor in tuition and uniforms and all the other stuff. And quite frankly, I was just too cheap to not want to pay for it. So that was the other part of me wanting her to homeschool. But I did not want our daughter going to Catholic school either. I did not want our daughter going to Catholic school or uh, public school at all. But it seems like no more anymore these days, the, the curriculum that's being taught. I mean, it's all the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. And so we have a duty to protect our children. We have a very strong, serious, and unwavering duty to protect our children. Wow. Pam Jean here, uh, right here, who goes by Angel Eyes on the chat here, she was saying, like CPS, the LA CPS are the biggest child sex traffickers in California. I am a social worker and they changed all the laws of Cali so they can steal your children. Wow. That sucks. And she just said, I agree. If you can homeschool, that's the best. The public school system is not the place to go, folks, for your kids. We have to watch the minds and the development of our children, and we got to make sure that they're not being programmed by these drones that the federal government trains up in these universities. We have to watch and protect our children at all cost. Children are so valuable in the eyes of God. And quite frankly, just as valuable as children are, I mean, children are the most valuable in our society because they're the closest thing to God you'll ever get close to, especially a baby right out of the womb. That is the closest thing to seeing God manifest in human form is the face of a newborn baby, really. In its most purest form, there was no sin tainted with them or her. They weren't tainted with bad ideologies, nothing. That's the most purest form of a human being you're going to get right there. Why do you think these evil Satanists try so hard to go after these babies? I was just telling my wife just a little bit ago, the place that I went to go grab some sandwiches from, great place, by the way, they have excellent apple pie, Grand Traverse Pie Company. I got there right at the right time, by the way, because I would have been standing in line for a long time. But a bus rolled up and it's a it's a program that takes care of adults that have Down syndrome and Asperger's and other disabilities, if you will, or 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 category categorized as disabilities. I'm not so sure if they're disabilities, to be quite honest with you, because I was telling my wife as I was looking at that group of 15 or 16 people sitting in uh in and 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 you know on tables in uh, the restaurant there i looked at every single one of their faces at least the ones that had their uh their face facing me and i looked at the ones that were looking at me and i looked right in each and every one of their eyes and you know something i saw a true genuine happy joy in every one of their eyes a sparkle that i don't see in really any Adults at all. Like I say, adults, adults that don't have uh, Down syndrome or Asperger's or anything like that. And I was telling my wife, I said, it's no wonder, it is no wonder that hospitals ask mothers to be would you like to be tested and have DNA tests to see if your baby is going to come out with Down syndrome? Because if we test and it shows that there's a high likelihood that your child will be born with down syndrome, we can take care of it for you, which is sick. I'll tell you what, every time I see someone with down syndrome, and I don't even know why it's called Downs, I'm sure it has to be, has to do with somebody with the last name, something Downs, maybe, I don't know, but it should really be called ups syndrome because they look so happy and like the world is bright to them everything is on the upside for them not the downside they just look like they're always smiling my wife was just saying there's a little boy at the aquatic center where we have a membership at two three years old clearly you could see has down syndrome the whole entire time he was smiling ear to ear just happy And it's no wonder they want to eliminate this class of people. They don't want joy in the world. And these people have joy. They have a true sense of joy. And you could see it in their eyes. But anyway, children need to be protected, folks. We need to care for them. We cannot let these evil Satanists cause our little ones to stumble and fall. Or worse. So anyway, let's. Say a prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for our good health, another day of life. Thank you for our families and their good health, another day of life for them. We pray for all those that are sick, that are coming down with either the flu or a stomach bug or just a severe migraine. Whatever's going on with people out there, we just pray for their health to be restored immediately. Deliver these people who are not feeling well. Deliver them a miracle, Father. Deliver them healing. Help them feel better. And I pray that the Holy Spirit works through more people in this nation so more people's eyes and hearts turn to you and your son. And I'm just trying to think. And we just pray that you continuously guide our steps, our footsteps, our thoughts, our words, and our actions and always lead us always do the next right thing. And we pray for our nation. We ask for the results of getting all 50 states, our 50 sovereign states, to be fully assembled and settled so that we can finally take over this nation as a true self-governing body of we, the people, with you at the head of this nation, God, We ask you for your help. We ask that we can get these results sooner than later. And we ask that this pure pure evil that we're dealing with gets squashed out once and for all and that we can truly enter into a thousand years of peace. We pray all of this in your awesome, awesome Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, there you have it, folks. That is episode 395 here at His Line the reading of isaiah chapter 28 and a general discussion glad to have you all here i thought i saw somebody in the chat saying yeah i, I liked his cowboy voice or some country country song voice or what, let me i gotta ro- i gotta roll back up here for a second <laughs> randy was that you somebody was saying something about a country voice i guess when i was doing something i was doing my my hee-haw voice i guess where's it at ah i can't find it now randy what'd you say I wanted to go back and reread it because the chat, you guys are just, you guys are chatty Kathy's today. You guys, like, I'm just seeing this, the chat board just going and going and going. I'm like, you guys even listening? Probably not. Probably like, you guys are treating this like a, like a, like a chat room. <laughs> They're like, who is this guy? Ch- who is this guy talking? Like, we're just using this as a chat room and just being, this is social hour. <laughs> That's what Randy said. Nice country voice. Yeah, man, I, I could do a redneck voice, man. You know what I mean? You get me and, uh. You get me and, um, oh, what's the word? Karaoke? Oh, man, I do some mean Luke Bryan, man. Let me tell you what. So anyway, I hope you all have a good day. Good night, wherever you're at in the world. And uh, hopefully wherever you're at in the world is not too cold. It's been kind of nice here in Michigan, so not too crazy. So, But I hope you all have a good day, good night, wherever you're at in the world. And we will see you back here. Remember, on Sunday, we will be back here on Sunday at 715 p.m am eastern time all right god bless no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place instead we must choose to believe in america history is watching us now we don't have much time but history is watching It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion, and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. (laughs) Oh man, it's going to suck to be you deep staters -staters when when this is all said and done. done. You guys really have no idea what's coming for you. you. (laughs) Watch out, the (laughs) American people are coming for you. you. Thank you for joining us, you here join us here at Kids Are Live. Remember, you can tune in every, every single evening, single evening. Except, on except on Thursdays. I hope you all have a blessed, have a blessed day. day. And remember, and remember like it states like in a Joshua 1 9, 1, I 9, command I you. Be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you for joining us at His Heart Line. Also, before I forget, and I keep forgetting, I need to make sure I have a note right here in front of me. And if anybody wants to order any coffee mugs or traveling tumblers that have the His Hardline logo on it, and possibly maybe get your name customized on it, you can email Randy at just around the number 2 at gmail.com. That's J-U-S-T. C-R-A-F-T-E-N-A-R-O-U-N-D, the number two, at gmail.com. And that is just crafting around, the number two, at gmail.com. Let me tell you, I love my tumbler. It keeps my coffee, I'm, I'm, God's honest truth, when I make my coffee in the morning, from about 3 a.m. is when I brew it, I can't even drink out of it for about an hour and a half because it's so scalding hot. But it from 3 a.m. all the way to about, I'd say even 12 p.m., it's still warm. And it's in a truck that is off a lot of times too in 30-degree weather, and the cab gets cold. It keeps coffee very, very hot. So again, just crafting around, the number two at gmail.com. His name is Randy. Give him a holler up. He makes coffee mugs, tumblers, koozies, keychains, I'm sure a hat. I maybe a shirt. I don't know. It's whatever he thinks he can do. I don't know. We're gonna get something more official here, come after the new year, and things kind of settle down. I'm gonna readjust my web page, uh, website. We're gonna get some pictures of some items and we're gonna try to make something a little bit more formal. But right now it's just, you know, email. So see what he's got. He'll take some pictures of what he's done. But just crafting around, the number two at gmail.com. Have a great night or day, wherever you're at. Bye-bye.